Hello, hello everybody, and welcome, welcome to a special episode of uh, the HSBG podcast. Yeah, I'm your host, Collins, and we've got our regular co-host, Shady Bunny, here today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just hit 14K today. Oh, that's sick. That's super good. That's super good. It's been good fun. And as you can see, we got our special guest here. We've got Hoppa Bear as well, winner of the recent F2K United tournament, and will be here to share her strategies, her tips and tricks, and just you know have a nice conversation with her today. How are you doing? I'm good. Just waking up, but excited to be here. Yeah, a lot of people are waking up and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, always had glad to have you know a lot of good people. Always really excited when uh you were you agreed to come on i was like this is going to be a really good show today so I, <laughs> we'll see <Gosh. laughs> we always start with um a weekly overview of battleground just uh so you kind of spoiled it you see you hit 14k that's really nice to nice to hear i've been uh playing a little bit doing well just um kind of trying the new patch and seeing the new heroes it's not necessarily new heroes because uh it's heroes we've seen before but they've been adjusted a little bit and just seeing how they feel, do they feel strong? We're gonna talk about uh, those heroes and the changes a little bit later on, but just uh, kind of been my experience testing that out. How about you, uh, Hapa? Um, yeah, I. so to be honest, I've only played like three games since the patch. That's, That's all you need. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you know what, I've played like five. I played one Wag Toggle though and two of the new new hook tusk and they seem like they play pretty much the same as they did before but the wag toggle power is definitely reduced and then hook tusk is it's it's reduced they're more balanced than before but they're like almost the same yeah the high roll potential is still there for sure I, I yeah do, for hook tusk yeah, yeah i do agree with that any anything with you shady so I didn't play when Mac Toggle was viable. Oh, was okay. Meme hero, like when I was playing at the beginning, and then uh, Hook Tusk seems just crazy. Like <laughs> a couple of firsts on her, where I just go like, "Yep, shoot tokens, make triples, discover five drops, discover six drops." This seems pretty good. So yeah. What's crazy um, is is that she's more balanced than she was before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I well. I did talk to my stream about this, and I honestly, <laughs> obviously, she's not she's not better than before, right? But because Sarlisk is now a two drop, people mm -hmm. aren't forcing Sarlisk on her, and you can actually, you know, they actually <laughs> have to learn to make triples, and I feel like that's stronger anyway, because people used to like, oh, I got hooked dust, all I do is Sarlisk, right? And now, you know, people be like, oh, I can just print the brand with this. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I can just win the game. And tons of damage throughout it. <laughs> so you're saying people are forced to be less dumb with the hero. And that's yeah, making I mean, her forced. more consistent. <laughs> not forced, not forced. Did I try to do Wrathweaver Demons? Yes, I did. <laughs> did, did I get a fifth? Yes, I did. And then when I played it normally, it went very, very well. <laughs> a lot of my Hooktos games, it's, I'd say either it's, I get, a really great series of shops early where I'm just okay, I'm not leveling on two because I just get a bunch of Murloc tokens and it's elemental and I just buy the whole thing and I print more money. Or it's this fairly regular curve where I just keep shooting 
the same one dropper. I'm like, yep, that turned in the money. Yep, that's a swabby that's helping me level again. And I just, it's like you just have your own personal, um, almost like lich hero power where you just get a coin every time because you're turning one minion into two minions or into a swabby to help you level. Right. Um, it's either one of those two. Either I just like have a bun of bunch of pairs and I'm just ready to pop. Or I'm just playing a normal game where I just have extra gold the whole time because I just keep shooting one drop. And then eventually... Money with the... Yeah. Money with the body on board and without taking two damage. (laughs) It's insane. But for zero. But then when it was one, it it wasn't quite good enough. Although there were some people who swore by Hook Tusk when it was at one before they removed it. They said that everybody was sleeping on it still. Uh, I I don't think people are sleeping on it. I I I think they're they're going to be happier with it with it with these changes than with it before. Just because it when I was with at one, you couldn't get that free gold, right? You're always you're always using a gold, right? So you miss out on that potential. And that's a really uh, consistent way to utilize hook tusk right now. So um, even though some people were still able to get those triples, still able to do some hook test things when there was at one gold, it's definitely a lot easier to left, definitely a lot more reliable. And there's not really any risk where if you're using one gold and you get like the same minion, you're like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with the hero power. I'm using a gold. I, I feel pretty bad where zero, zero mana. Ah, I miss doesn't matter. Right? I can do it next turn. There's no drawback. So I think they're going to be happy with these changes uh versus uh the ones before even though they were like ah you guys you guys don't know what you're doing this is this hero's nuts (laughs) they're gonna be even happier i think but yeah Yeah. this time around it might actually feel somewhat balanced just because you're in a situation where you know janice exists mayev exists reform exists right all those things before it was like oh wow hooktusk is just you know head and shoulders above everything else back when she was initially released with the triple discovery at the zero mana hero power yeah all right so it's been a little while since we uh we've talked about the f2k tournament but i think since hapa's here and she won it she dominated i think it's a good time to rediscuss it here from her point of view and things like that um it was it was um so i casted it was a pretty interesting tournament a lot of uh cool games in there if you haven't watched it you know shame on you i definitely think you should go take a look and and see a lot of these <laughs> strategies all the strategies um can still be done now even with the patch i don't think too much has changed in terms of the strategies that you can utilize so there's a lot to learn there just just a, a quick little aside but yeah i i just want to give it up to you hapa just anything you want to talk about anything you found interesting just overall your experience oh gosh just like <laughs> anything a- anything else. you want just uh, the floor <laughs> is open uh well yeah i guess like what specific questions would you have but um because yeah i don't well, well okay well first of all i want to say thank you guys for having the tournament thanks for hosting it it was actually really entertaining to watch and not even just thinking about me because like afterwards i could go back and watch the vod and just be like so what the heck was everyone else up to and um and it was just a really really entertaining interesting tournament and the casting was great and i feel like the community was really really into it and that was great to see bgs be on the front line like that and you know show everybody how much people want it to be um in this competitive tournament format 
Um, and yeah, it was, it was just so much fun to be in it. So thank you guys. And thanks F2K for doing that. Uh, other than, yeah. And it was, it was really fun to be in. It was, it was crazy. Did, uh... I still can't believe I won, but. <laughs> <laughs> did, did any of the games stick out to you? You had a lot of like first place and second place games, you know, any of those like uh struck out i know the juggler comp we talked about it on the, in the interview before where you committed to that but uh any of those other games where you were weren't too sure what you're doing or you knew exactly what you're doing at the beginning and then you just uh committed to that kind of strategy um yeah sorry i was just looking up to see what my games right were on that final day and i found something okay so yeah, I well, I was really, really taking it by the game and just trying the whole time. I was just trying to pay as much attention to possible as possible um, to everyone else. Like I was even taking notes whenever there was a little bit of downtime. <laughs> I was looking at the side and I was like, OK, Shady's here. He took this much damage. I think he power leveled on this turn. Um, you know, Simi's here, um, like just kind of trying to think what, do, how, how much damage do I expect these people to do? Do I think this person's going taunt comp? Do I think they're greeting for dragons? Do I think this person took all the elementals? So I was thinking about that a lot. And then at the same time, I was just kind of like, I have to just do what the game gives me and, and not force too much, not be too cute. Um, up until turn eight or nine, which... I don't usually have the discipline to do that all the time, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> uh, even when I'm trying to climb ladder, I just, I get, I get in my head and I'm like, nope, nope, I want to go know me. I don't care. I'm going know me. And then I regret it. Um, so in this tournament, it, that wasn't the case for me. And I, yeah, it was interesting to see what the results were, but there was, and there was definitely a different tournament meta. There was a lot more taunt comp. I think uh, people have been have mentioned that there was a lot more taunt comp than people are used to seeing on ladder. Um, so power leveling at certain points was a lot more punishing in some ways, and and in other ways it was almost like staying at tier four and doing your typical thing wasn't as strong as just going up, taking a hit, and then having free reign over the tier fives and sixes. Yeah. Uh, that other people weren't bothering to go for. Kind of just depended on each game. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention uh, just uh, the tournament meta as well, because I, I, I did also notice there was a lot of taunt comps. And Chitty being, I, I, I did think Chitty played a couple of taunt comps in there as well, right? Do you have any thoughts on seeing how many taunt comps are reacting to, the, to that meta there, Shady, as well? Yeah, so I think Hoppa makes a good point with the usual tier four spiel where you just sit there and be like, ah, I guess I'll top four and not gonna happen, right? You need to do that when the game gives you like two arms and a shield or something. You're like, okay, you have a license to play Tom. Uh, whereas a lot of the time when you play on ladder and things start to go south, you just say, okay, all in tier four and I'll just make something happen. And if that was the case here, you were dead because everyone else already had those cards and you were not gonna find, you weren't suddenly gonna open a shop with two Harbingers that hadn't been bought yet or something, right? So I think a mistake I made in the tournament was I needed to go harder to just say, all right, I don't actually have enough to play tier four. I'm just gonna have to roll for this pair and I need to hit it. 
and I need to just play whatever I get. And if I don't, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die anyway because I can't efficiently play tier four. And that didn't sink in until after the tournament where I realized some games I needed to just go hard and just push for a win because I was just going to get a sixth anyway if I pushed for this taunt stuff. Some games I got a really good setup for it. I think I played a, a scam guy game, secret guy, <laughs> I forget his name, um, where I actually got first with this very like humble deflecto setup because I got all the right cards for it. Um, so it seemed like whichever comp you got, I think Hoppa just like crushed one game juggler, right? Where you're just like, as long as you get the comp fully fleshed out, that's probably good enough because the game is going to be so high pace. Everyone is going to know what they want that you just need to play what you're given, uh, but it needs to be properly built. You can't just say, oh, I have an arm, you know, let's do taunt comp. Um, it's, it's not strong enough compared mm -hmm. to what the rest is going to have already. Yeah, you do, you, you, you do kind of bring up a point where if people are going taunt comp normally in, in ranked and stuff, if, if they get to four and they, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do, they can go taunt comp because people aren't picking it up as, as quickly as in tournaments. But in, in the tournament, you notice uh, if you were aiming for taunt comp and you, you hadn't like committed super early, it was a lot harder to find the pieces because there was already like two other people doing it, picking up the arms, picking up the harbingers. So when you're starting looking for it, like a, a turn later, you're you're rolling and rolling while while you're like, where are the pieces? Because other people have contested it. Where it was one of those contested uh, archetypes every game. Where normally, if you're playing rank, you're playing normals or or whatever. You're not, it's not getting contested so hard. So you can be like, ah, I can spend a turn rolling. I'm, I'm likely to find one arm, one harbinger where in the tournament, you like, let me do the same thing. And you find nothing. And you're like, well, I've, I've lost the whole turn. I'm a, I'm a turn behind in, in, in the tournament meta that usually means death. So, uh, it was pretty punishing if you didn't get it super early. Right. Yeah. Um, that was something that I noticed that um, I think Shady just mentioned about the it, once you're given a comp, as long as you're able to get it fully flushed out, that's probably a better option than looking for side taunt uh, business like the like the juggler, for example. It it did feel as though because taunt comp was so contested in this specific tournament meta, other uh, comps were just really available like jugglers were super available that game <laughs> so available that i just i it was like i just rolled into them you know and discovered them almost immediately it was crazy um and then there was the example of shady bunny's crazy crazy game where he was like oh lich king you know i have a beast or two should i take this golden and then next turn you show shady and he's got like two golden macaws a golden bear and a culture it's like four turns later <laughs> and yeah i think at that point you were like okay i get it <laughs> why wasn't well, i just doing this the whole time the, the thing was i was so far behind that i just said okay um I will play for first or eighth, nothing right. else, nothing in between. <laughs> so I took a pair and I said, this pair is a six drop, nothing else. Whereas at the start of the tournament, that probably would be a little bit too ballsy where you say like, well, a six drop or nothing, right? But I said, okay, this is going to be a gold run. I'm going to roll for nothing else but beast pieces and it's going to work. And it's like, okay, it happened. <laughs> that, that was really fun. That was fun for my chat to watch as well because I've been losing it. All right, chat, 
all in, all in. And, and we, got, <laughs> we got away from last place. So that, that was good at least at the end. But the crazy thing is it wasn't it wasn't just necessarily a coincidence that it wasn't that hard to find all of those pieces. For sure. Yeah. No, like, but like people really weren't going those top um, you know, those tier six, tier five comps as much. So yeah. It it could it could have worked out for you like nine times out of ten in that yeah. Meta. Yeah. It, I I would do it differently in the future for sure. I'd I'd go a bit more aggressive for those wins. Besides yeah. uh, Tong comp, was there any other comp positions that you were seeing a little frequently? Usually in tournaments like this, Dragon dominates and stuff like that. Amalgam spam dominates. Were you noticing like, oh, there people are playing Elementals a lot. People are playing, uh, you know, Beasts a lot. People are playing Menagerie a lot. Were you noticing another archetype besides just um, Tong comp? Pirates. Pirates a lot, okay. But it wasn't like a lot of people playing scam pirates, as it typically isn't. It was just like, hey, this person's been winning a lot. I'm doing pretty well. What are they doing? Oh, they're doing scam pirates. Okay, I get second. Um, that <laughs> happened several times. <laughs> um, the uh, Exodia comp, I mean. So, yeah. yeah. I call it scam pirate. I don't think anyone else calls it scam pirate. We also call it scam we pirates. Are, are oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because it is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> it's Unless only a scam if you're the opponent right if yeah exactly <laughs> whenever i go it i'm like ah i'm amazing <laughs> when other people do it it's so annoying the real like, the real scam is when they have a little taunt and they block your thing right there yeah oh my gosh i love that's like the best feeling in the world to be able to beat that <laughs> with just a little tutu one drop acolyte of cthune yeah it's feels good unfortunately <laughs> i don't think i did that a single time during this tournament because maybe that I, was the right a way to approach it actually right <laughs> oh no for sure it was i i didn't know how to counter scam pirates as well at that time which i should have but i didn't yeah um oh another thing for the tournament is just that I guess I did a lot of practice, not a lot of practice games. <laughs> I did like 10 practice games. That is a lot. Uh, like, like two days, yeah. Um, where I was just on EU on my phone and I was just like picking, not the worst hero, but any hero that I was like, you know, I would not want to see this in the tournament, but I might have to pick it. Anytime oh. that was the case, I, um, I took it and tried to learn how to play these heroes that I that I usually am able to avoid. Uh, so I think that was kind of key. And then the tournament came, day two of the tournament, and I only got top tier heroes for the most part, <laughs> which is, you know, obviously you can expect that of somebody who won. They probably got top tier heroes and they probably high rolled a fair amount. Um, but I feel like it was almost easier because I had spent the last 10 days playing all of these heroes that I hated and didn't know how to play. And then I was like, oh my God, I get to play Maiev. This is so easy. Um, I don't know. It's it's like I trained myself for stuff that was really difficult and then it felt it was a relief to be offered these easier heroes. Um, I, I think that's very interesting. Kind of uh, 
mentally training your brain for disappointment essentially you're like okay yeah. i'm going to i'm going to <laughs> suffer here you know right before the tournament i'm picking the worst heroes so that <laughs> in the tournament no matter what happens i'm gonna be like at least i didn't get you know illidan or whatever at least i didn't get this hero you know i can do something with this hero and then when you get a good hero you're like oh, i've won <laughs> you know mentally you're like I, this awesome. is gonna be so much easier my approach to so many things in life and it's not even like healthy i don't recommend it but it works uh, if it works it works so yeah that's that might be something i want to try i always uh what i do is uh, i am uh i'll play a couple of games with for tournaments and if things go wrong i'm just like uh that was the bad rng i'm using it my bad luck right before the tournament means that i have nothing but good luck for the tournament let's go you know so sometimes uh, i'll have like a you know like a really low percentage loss and i don't even feel bad about it you know i'm like ah get right. that out of the right. way like, right oh, before perfect. the tournament <laughs> right so. i do that too for sure or like even if it happens early in the game i take like 10 percent. i'm like oh great i took five damage now that means i'm not gonna take 25 damage from a scam later yeah. which is not true <laughs> but you just have to <laughs> sometimes you just have to lie to yourself <laughs> Throwing in the reality at the end. Not that's not true. You know, it doesn't change your outcome. But you know, we like to believe here. You know, right? <laughs> give yourself that yeah. mental edge. No, oh, like mindset was a huge part of the tournament for me because I'm like a ball of nerves. And the first uh, few tournaments I was in, I you know I was nervous. <laughs> I was shaky and jittery and just really really worried about what are people gonna think? Oh, if I play bad, people are gonna think wow, she's really bad, or wow, girls are so bad, you know, stuff like that. Um, I just always feel all of this pressure on me that I, I don't necessarily need to feel. But, um, you know, exposure therapy. I've, I've been in <laughs> some other tournaments, and this was like the third or fourth or fifth Battlegrounds tournament I was in, and I guess I was calmer this time, finally. Um... And I just, I really tried to force the mindset of no matter what happens, it doesn't mean that you're a bad player. No matter what anyone says, it doesn't mean, you know, jack shit. Oh, sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, go um, for it. I, I don't care. <laughs> you, can... <laughs> you know, it's, it's not about that. It's just play your games, believe in yourself and, you know, just take it, take it game by game and just try. So don't be results oriented uh, um, because obviously amazing players like it's tournament and five and ten games amazing players are gonna get seventh eighth you know sixth fourth eighth and it doesn't mean that they're a bad player it doesn't even necessarily mean they did anything wrong or anything that they could have predicted at the time i guess so yeah i just i had to kind of force myself to accept that so that i wouldn't be as nervous and then i could focus more on just playing as well as i could each game and I was really, really tired too. So I think that helped somehow. <laughs> I didn't have the mental energy to focus on anything else. So it, it seems being tired means great things are going to happen. And you said you were tired earlier today. So, you know, it's, it's a good sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm really tired. Do I sound tired? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't sound tired at all. Uh, I told what? you I was going to. Okay.
One one thing I noticed is how close the results ended up being uh, at the very end, right? Ten games is quite a lot of games, right? But uh, at the end, right, uh, the the like there were five or six difference, uh, five five or six people just three points difference after ten games. I think that's like ridiculous uh, or and unlikely, uh, but just kind of shows how close the competition was and how. Uh, you know, like the playing field was uh, in terms of just the um, the baseline of of player. So I, I I always think like the math in that in my in my head just seems like ah that's that's that wouldn't happen. Like you run this uh, you run this tournament over like ten times and you you almost never get this result uh, again just because it's so unlikely that you'll get so many people tying like this. But I, I, I always uh, find it interesting. Everyone was really uh, good, right? Just watching as a caster perspective, right? There weren't really a lot of uh, moments. There were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, you know, they ran out of time or they, were, um, you know, they, were, they weren't looking at uh, maybe this one card. But generally, a lot of people had their ideas in their head, right? I could always, like, uh, re rationalize what they were thinking, even though, like, I might not necessarily agree with it. I'd be like, okay, this is their approach to this game right maybe they're feeling scared or maybe they don't have to uh go for a top one right they're playing for like a top four game or, or something like that so I, I always think think it's fun to see other people's game plans and perspective on on uh the battlegrounds meta at the time and just seeing how people uh react to the situation that they're given but that's kind of um uh you know the overview for it definitely watch the tournament if you haven't do you guys have any any like final top things you want to talk about this uh, this topic here? Just the final um, congrats to Alpha just crushing it, right? Like the score uh, stream you. you can see. So. <laughs> yeah, you did great as well. You know, obviously, so I much of yeah. like, no, it. Strategy you wasn't on point, right? Next time uh, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going better. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And no, and it, you can go. Oh, I was just gonna say it was funny because when I did the juggler comp, I, I literally was just thinking about a, a shady buddy game that I'd watched like two days before. Oh. <laughs> I've been talking I dug my own it. grave that game. There were two. There were two times where I remember thinking, "Oh, shady bunny said this," and and I was uh, keeping that in mind as I did my plays, and I just thought that's so shitty for him. <laughs> 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 I mean, for, for those of you who didn't watch the tournament yet or you forgot like there's one turn where i just i'm playing millhouse i go to five i get two triples i get two elizas i'm like oh yeah i got this game and then i play hoppa who like just got this like bonkers juggler board that very turn i take 20 damage and i'm out and i'm just like <laughs> i was going to win <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was right and you you two days before were like people are sleeping on jugglers you know people should should remember, keep that in mind more <laughs> you were your own downfall <laughs> but yeah quite quite unfortunate you know but it's the name of the game sometimes right you try your best and uh sometimes people snipe you with your own composition you know that's, <laughs> it's kind of how it goes sometimes but yeah, uh, just congratulations once again. Congratulations to all the people that participated and uh, competed in that tournament. 
next thing, new thing, we've got a new patch, you know, changes, new stuff. Woo, I love new stuff. I actually like old stuff. I like fixing old stuff more than I like new stuff personally, but a lot of people like new stuff. So, you know, I should be excited for the new, the people that like new stuff, but generally fix the old stuff for me, but hey, new stuff. <laughs> we've got patch 20.2. Like, Why are tokens still dealing damage to me, man? What the hell is this? That's me every patch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but with 20.2, we've got two um, readjusted heroes coming back into the meta, and we've got about eight or so, seven or eight minion changes as well. We're going to be talking about the heroes and some of the minion changes in the in the hero minion discussion later. But just want to uh, see what do you what are your guys like overall uh, reactions to this patch and, and things like that. I think it's a patch where they needed to put something out. And <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same game. Like, nothing changed, really. Yeah, my Macaw deals a little more damage. Yeah, my Elemental might not get sniped. It's the same game. So it's it's a patch it to, it's a patch to just have a patch, pretty much, in my opinion. I feel like the game doesn't really change. Like, other than introducing Hook Dusk, of course. Um, but the minion changes or whatever, really. Yeah, that's been kind of my impression so far and and what I thought too when I saw the changes that being said it's like I like the changes I think that I think that they do make the cards more balanced um like in a vacuum I guess but the problem is is that some of the some of the minions and some of the heroes are still just so overpowered and and that's what they didn't fix that you know plus 2 plus 2 on rag on a comp that still just like doesn't quite uh catch up fast enough isn't gonna make the difference of the plus two plus two and the plus three attack at at this point but with other uh aspects of the game more balanced it, it could be good and i it's like i don't think these changes are bad i think that they're good and yet they don't really make a difference right now but they could if if Other they make things more changes fixed. in a okay. couple of weeks, and if they just continue to make more frequent tweaks like this, I think it would be a positive thing. It's just a little bit underwhelming, considering this is it for the last few months. Okay, so overall, just you know, condensing, it seems like okay, this is a patch. You know, we like that there are patches. We like the changes. However, it doesn't do enough to change the game. Is is the impression that i'm getting you know yeah good changes but you're adding min you're adding heroes that we've already played we kind of know how they play already doesn't really change the game i do think heroes change the game quite a bit right just because you'll see those heroes but and then the, the minion changes yeah they're nice but they also don't change the game too much and there are also more um influential problems or influential cards that are adjusting the meta more than the changes that are being presented in this patch right since it's been yeah. a couple of months since you've had any big changes any big patches where we're hoping right they were announced uh, a new minion type coming in the game right we're all waiting for that and this this patch is okay but we're still waiting for those big changes this is kind of like a inner uh inner the inner between bef uh, before the big the big patches and it's been a while you know they're just kind of hoping to see a little bit more i can i can agree with that um sentiment there and just um uh, i i you know if you're gonna fix stuff right fix everything <laughs> fix a, well not fix everything but you know 
target the more um, influential problems first or so, and then, uh, you know, get, or give us new stuff, you know, so that we can... Sometimes new stuff fixes old problems just because the new stuff becomes the problem. <laughs> and the old stuff is like, ah, right. it's, it's, it's a different meta. <laughs> don't need to fix Reform if you just keep introducing heroes that are stronger than Reform. <laughs> I do months. remember that. Uh, uh, initially, like, yeah, I, I agree there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, or just make changes more frequently. I would love to see that. Small tweaks more frequently if they're going to be doing tweaks like this. Yeah, yeah. Weekly, like bi-weekly changes of this magnitude would be nice, right? It's it's um yeah. It's when you're going months without any real significant change, that that one hurts because a lot of times when you're a streamer, right, you you kind of discover the broken things really quickly, right? So it'll be like day two, day three, and you're like, ah, this is broken, <laughs> and then you're yeah. and then in the back of your head, you're like, well, I'm gonna have to deal with this for a month, maybe a month and a half. <laughs> I'm so happy. As soon as it happens, you're like, this is my life now. Yeah. (laughs) Every day I'm going to have to deal with this. (laughs) Because I chose to stream this game, this mode. Sometimes you're you're watching the constructive changes. You'll see, oh, this is broken, right? And then like uh, two weeks or a week later, you'll see they have changes already. Right. And you're like, well, Battlegrounds has like a bigger problem (laughs) with this introduction. But you're waiting like a month and a month and a half really before you get... Uh, tweak if any right sometimes uh, i'll see a patch and i'm like okay so this is the one here i want balanced and i read the patch and then like every hero besides this one here i'm like really they didn't touch this one uh it get it, it can be confusing sometimes but but um i do think um the patch itself is a good patch a lot of good changes is just like um it doesn't really change the game too much but uh we we shall see right sometimes uh, we have the wrong impression of things, and after you know maybe a week, two weeks, you actually see, oh, this is actually a little bit better than we initially thought, right? People are always up in arms initially um, when things don't go their way, so we'll we'll just have to see. But that's generally our reaction with this patch um, so far. But yeah, I would say so, and I do think that sometimes, uh, despite our best efforts, we we can't always accurately predict how these kinds of things are going to change the meta like i could be wrong elemental could be. just be so much more viable now because of this small change um i i was wrong about taunt comp and um before the last patch i mean people had started to catch on to taunt comp and it was actually turned out to be a lot more viable than people initially thought it was um, but it took like two to th- three weeks, maybe even a month before I started seeing a lot of that. And of... like, oh, wait, Sorry, this is good. Continue, please. No, no, what? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Collins and I were looking at the announced arm change and it said, yeah, that shit's busted. Yeah, <laughs> we signed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was already playing arm, the, the shitty arm, right? The one that didn't give the permanent buff. I was already playing that in some of my comps. Or right. at least as a, a transition yeah. piece, right? Because like, that on an Acolyte of Cthulhu was, that was five damage two times. That's actually pretty good. Um, right. So then the moment they announced it was permanent, like, this is going to be so busted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, for sure. But but at that point, people were already discovering it was good. Um, 
and but I don't. I, maybe you guys found out immediately. I didn't find out immediately. Oh, you're though. talking about Tonk Comp when like before the arm change and the yeah, Tonk Comp before the arm change. Tonk Comp before all that stuff. People were catching onto it and doing it. I was yeah. I looked at it and said, mm, "This seems like it could be." okay and then i was playing and nobody was really playing it i tried it out and it was really weak and and i was like okay never mind this taunt comp stuff is a debate and then it started to catch on before the arm changes um it started to look like a lot more viable than i had initially thought yeah it did feel like it's just blizzard introduced taunt minions and then people weren't playing their taunt minions was like play taunt minions here arms <laughs> Champion stronger now. Play Tom. <laughs> I think before you could do champion, sure, right? If you had, if you got it early, arm was just a little weird because the the whole taunt comp thing you do on tier four now with arm is just like these giant attack divine shields, and that would just wasn't in before. So I think that really gave it the push to just make it so much more consistent. They, you're you're kind of like a George with poison murlocs at that point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the heck they were doing, but there were people who were doing really well with it. Um, you know, I I think, it, but it was only third or fourth most of the time. Right. Whereas like now it can hook you all the way. Harbinger kind of stuff, maybe, where they were just going high tempo. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. All mm -hmm. right. Well, we for the... um. The minions we talked about today, I wanted to um, kind of discuss part of the patch notes. So I, d I was initially going to do all of the minions in the patch changes, but I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I decided to bundle uh, the elementals together and just kind of talk about uh, the elemental uh, buffs and uh, reverts. So a lot of these um, changes actually are very familiar changes. They're kind of the initial uh, approach to the minions not wildfire but little rag and gar uh, had these similar stat lines initially uh, i don't know if little rag was at 8-8 initially that one i'm not 100 percent sure or it was a 6-6 initially but it, it had very similar stats and then they decided to uh, nerf elementals across the board right they moved a genie back up to six and then they nerfed Lorag, they nerfed gar they uh and and things like that just because it was very oppressive when genie was at five and genie was at five and it could still pull little rag it could still pull gar at five that was like yeah, confusing I, I, I missed out on that I, <laughs> I didn't miss a lot it seemed it was just rush teeny from what i heard yeah, it was Rush Genie, and then you won the game basically from there. And they decided, okay, that's too strong. Let's nerf G uh, Genie. But they also nerfed all the other elementals. And I think that really hurt elementals uh, in the long run because what would happen is you would try to go elementals uh, early. You'd have a little rag, and then you would get you'd get beat up super hard because you you got a six drop and it was a four four. Like that's not gonna help you at all. So. Um, hopefully, it kind of reminds me of the Caligos um, buff where Caligos went from, uh, it was like a 2.12 or something to a 4, or 2.10 or something like that to a 4.12. And then uh, I remember before the, that changed, you would have a Caligos and then you would die because it wasn't strong enough. Two, two attack doesn't do anything. But now as a 4 attack, right, it's big enough to survive, keep you healthy. Uh, even if you get it uh, turn turn uh, seven or eight and things like that, so I think that did help uh, dragons a lot. I don't know if the buff for little rag will be big enough, right? Like if it was like a four twelve, like 
like Calia goes, right, that might be a little bit more uh, interesting, right, where uh, it can survive uh, pretty easily uh, if you get it early like Calia goes. But uh, we're going to have to see how much damage you'll mitigate because you get that extra 2-2 two, two in stats or, or 3 attack and things like that. Yeah, those uh, elemental changes were so frustrating because the the problem was the genie the yeah problem was into the genie from four and then getting all of these elementals the problem wasn't that rag was a six six instead of a four four um and they i they just killed that um that way to play elementals basically unless yeah. you super super high roll and Get then two even copies. then yeah. yeah by that time people have poison amalgadons and it doesn't even matter a lot of the time so yeah, it was just, I, it was an over nerf to that way to play the comp that I thought was unnecessary. I'm glad they changed it back like six months later, but it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I do, I feel like, yeah, that'd be interesting if it was maybe, um, had a little bit more stats as well. Yeah, it might be too strong. If it had health, yeah, okay. Yeah, like a six eight or something. Hmm. I could see yeah, a lot of the time you end up playing elementals that's on a power leveler, and you pull a genie, and you just go six, right? And you let the genie do the work. So, like, I, I play elementals from time to time. I, I don't, I don't love them, but I think you very rarely play elementals starting with the rag. It's, it's almost always for me. You start with the genie, and then you're able to level, and then genie can drop. You know, guard. I start with the rag. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. Now that it's a six six, and ironically, I've taken it one time where it was like Kangor, Zap, and Rag. And sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I'm not taking a four or four. I'll just take the Zap. But now I was like, yeah, it's a six six. Okay, if I find one, you know, you know, I, I have a little bit of direction, and actually I ended up playing a played out okay that game. But yeah. yeah, for the most part, you start with the genie for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts on the wildfire element? We've kind of just been ignoring him, right? He's like, I got buff too. You know what about me? I got to help. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Like the thing, it, it used to die to a like, let's say, everything token that had three damage, and now it's just now it's it used to die to everything, yeah. and now it yeah. does everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, so it's less likely to get sniped now. So slightly right where there's like some re residual cleave damage or there's a juggler that pings it and now it has one health left things like that but yeah mm -hmm. i don't think it's game breaking but i think it's fair because the card was not great yeah, yeah. i think so too fair and if, if maybe a little bit too modest uh, you know, like maybe maybe they could have made it a seven five or an eight four, maybe. Kind of like the the herald change, right? The herald going to a six six, right? Kind of similar, right? You want a similar stat line, maybe like a seven five seven six kind of thing. I could definitely see that. Uh, I I do think uh, it's better now as a seven four. Uh, I think a seven five would be like respectable like I, I would like just pick it up randomly just uh just oh, as a filler unit uh seven four you still have that like ah you know it, it might not do anything 
uh moment but it's it, it's definitely better i've been picking it up and just seeing how it feels and it, it feels all right if you're just trying to stabilize right uh, a lot of times it won't die to a random like the three five attacker right uh if it hits that it won't die to that so there, there's there's some upside to it with um uh with it with that one health even though it's not like a big thing but overall it kind of feels like these changes aren't like super big but maybe it'll help a little bit if you're uh if you get it early uh begrudgingly you don't want it but you're like ah, i guess the two two value is gonna keep me a little bit healthier so seems to yeah. be our opinion yeah i think they're fair changes but you know not what the meta needed uh yeah, that's fair. But fair changes on their own. If if you were to like change something, well, maybe not. Maybe not like, oh, this is what they should do to like fix the meta. But is there anything that stands out to you that you say mm, this is maybe a little bit too strong, or you know, I want that change? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I'm like, like ambushing this. Time. I, mean, I think that's Sorry. Different. Oh, usually my response to that is like, oh, it's not my job. <laughs> oh, <it's> my... <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, there have been different metas in the past where I was like, oh, this is bullshit. They need to change this. But like right now, I'm just like, I'm kind of okay with most things. Uh, so I guess that's why, like, I'm just trying to pick your brain. I was like, ah, you know, I don't like this too much, or this is maybe a little bit too strong, or you know, I really hate it's losing funny. to the, you know, insert this. Mine or Collins? <laughs> Yours. Mine. He's already Sorry, picked my brain, brain you know, yeah. I don't want to answer your question, you know. Um, well, uh, okay, so I, I think the, the thing that bothers me the most is the hero imbalance. Okay. More than anything else. So, and that's not something they really fixed they introduced two more heroes that are viable but they didn't take out more of the heroes that just really suck or yeah or change those i would like less heroes yeah like the heroes <laughs> rotated out more and came back rather than having 40 now we have 50 now we have 60 um and 50 of them suck <laughs> Uh, that really gets to me. Yeah. I wish that they were more balanced too. If they're gonna have that many, if they weren't all, you know, kind of so different yeah. in power I level. I think that's very fair. So just the average power level of games would go up by quite a bit, though, right? Because you'd have like more farm, I have Jan. This like pretty much. I guess yeah. in an ideal world, if you'd look at the lobby, it would just be eight power, eight power heroes for just you know like oh I'm happy to play this. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I almost feel like it's basically like that now. It's yeah, like six people have those heroes. One of yeah. them is Finley, and then two people got screwed. Yeah, that is kind of the meta right now. Yeah, six people got good heroes. One is like trying with their RNG hero, and then someone is screwed. Right? I always right. call that person. I call as the sucker. That's the sucker of the lobby. Oh, you got Linden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, I know. Whenever I see that person, I kind of laugh. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, poor dude. This know, person he's... has to be, even if it's just like Rat King, Rat King in a lobby with two Mayabs, <laughs> a Rafama, Jandis, a George. Yeah, it's, that's definitely got to be one of the worst feelings. 
uh for me when i'm playing right i just have four bad heroes and you're just like i don't i don't really want to play this anymore <laughs> like uh, i have to pick between four bad heroes yeah i'd rather just not and then you you know you gotta go do it you know maybe you play patrick or something and see if you can uh get top four right like it, it feels bad when you're playing for top four from the hero selection basically right you yeah. see you see your options and you're like yeah this is probably not going to be able to beat any hyper level uh mayev or rafam or or almost Omu leveler so i'm basically just playing for a four playing for a second that kind of thing already that that just feels bad right especially when every game matters and when like you're at the higher elos getting top four loses you mmr so you're just like i've already lost right. mmr it's right. just like, like yeah time to play for 20 minutes to, you to know, lose only yeah. one mmr yeah, it, <laughs> because rough. that's my best option right now yeah. also i i mean i just think if, if more of the heroes were viable or you know 10 of the heroes were less viable or whatever less strong we would see more differences in lobbies so maybe the power level would be high every time or balanced but we wouldn't see the same heroes every single time like we it's like we basically see the same six to seven heroes every game right um of like 50 uh you know it, it yeah. feels like that at least yeah i mean because they're the strongest so people um are picking them up right so yeah, i mean <laughs> yeah. we we are part of the problem right let's let's be honest <laughs> so it's yeah. not our fault it, it's not you know <laughs> no we're not but we are contributing yeah. i refuse to take responsibility for this yeah speaking of heroes right i think we've uh, kind of talked about the elemental buffs but i do want to talk about the the two heroes being added just kind of our first impressions the this should be a pretty pretty easy since these are heroes we've seen before, just slightly nerfed, slightly uh, uh, toned down power level. But honestly, I really don't feel like it's like a a big uh, toned down. These these heroes were removed because they were too strong, right? And they they've been added back, but it's not they they didn't remove the essence of the hero. They still had to basically what they did before. They're just slightly instead of dealing, you know. 20 you're dealing you know 14 or something it's, it's and and with hooked us really you could still high roll just the same as before as uh before the nerf uh so even though the chance of high rolling is less the high roll potential is there so you can still end up having triple turn uh a triple on turn three and just like having like a board of four minions a ton of gold and or immediate scaling with with Hukta. so I, I do think um, they've added two power heroes, two heroes that people are going to be happy to play, happy to see, and you're going to have to worry, especially, right, it's going to feel even worse if you get, you know, a shutter walk and you're just like, yeah, okay, I got to deal with everyone, and now I also have to deal with Wag Toggle and Hook Tusk as well. But um, that's just my impressions of the heroes. I, I, I think they're weaker, which is good. I don't know if they're balanced, but I I think you know, I think they're not gonna get removed instantly again. That's that's probably my impression. But who knows, right? Maybe Hooked Us still has will have problems. You think they're not gonna get removed again? Uh not initially, no. Uh, maybe I could see I could see Hooked Us again. <laughs> but I don't think I, I think uh I think this is more of like a blizzard uh uh, uh, you know, like uh, 
pride where it's like, oh, we've been adjusting these heroes for like three months. This is our result. You know, of course we didn't mess up. No, no, we, we were working on this for three months. <laughs> of course it's fine now. <laughs> of course it's balanced. We're not removing this. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I don't was strong by the way so she doesn't seem very strong to me and almost every wag that i see in my lobby gets wrecked right so uh like yeah. what was you with her before and why was she removed like what was her hero power what she was like yeah. it was plus two plus one uh that was also the difference but you were able to just reform curve it and just have a really tanky really powerful board and then you you switch out your pieces for you know divine shield for cleaves and stuff like that and you just level you just hero power level to five and then you just add light fangs into your comp and then you just have like you just do nothing you hero power roll do nothing and then you just like have yeah. 20 25 attack cleaves and, and you're just you just yeah you're just there <laughs> Yeah, the plus two attack, I think it didn't make as big of a difference early on uh, because the attack points didn't matter then. But then when you get to those higher levels and you're pressing plus two, plus one on cleaves and divine shields, that's when it was able to catch up faster. So now it's not as good for sure, but it was too broken before. Its average win rate was crazy on HS3 play. It was like, I don't know. I guess did three it point win something. Was yeah, three point. It was like three point two. It was like you know the low side. Um, yeah, I think it's more balanced now. Okay. I think. Is it good? I haven't played Wag Toggle, so you know I'm just saying. I I played it once, but I was sort of trolling. So. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of was just like casually playing, forgot how to play it. I did the reform curve, and then I was like, mm, "I'm gonna stay at three, and that was dumb. Um, right. But yeah, it did it did win me the early um, and mid game matches, obviously. So I think yeah, you can still use that to propel you forward to. Four or five, maybe not five as soon, right? Because of the attack difference. But then you're playing the game like the same as Cthulhu, the same as Rakanisha. It's just like, all right, give me shield, give me shield, give me shield, give me shield. Yeah, and, and if yeah, that, strong, shield and cleave like, triple into Brand or Light Fang, maybe. Sure, yeah. I mean, those are the, like the high roll, high roll scenarios, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. And Cthulhu, yeah. even though. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily win. It still has a really good average uh, placement, so it, that that might be saying something about Wag Toggle uh, for the future, right? Just doing the same strategy, you might you might not win, but you might have a good average. I'm just looking yeah. at her win for now, and she seems to be like middle of tier two, according to I just replay like slightly above middle tier two, but it's um it's early, of course. It's yeah, it's early. People need to learn how to play and. But Hook Tusk uh, shot up straight the second in the win rate. So. And, uh, yeah, not surprised. But people already know, you know, at least the high. I'm looking at the 12k plus filter, so right. that's the. It makes it makes sense. Like probably when we remove the filter, let me have a look just for funsies. Let's uh, let's put it at top 50% instead. Hook Tusk is uh, down to like fifth or sixth or so immediately. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, 12K is where you have those, like, you know, the people that know how to utilize <laughs> the hero power. So it's, it's, it's I have jammed as yeah. these are all heroes that just get better the more you play because they're so tricky. You have so many options, but once you get to utilize all those options, those heroes just get very strong. Yeah. So it seems like Hook Test is the, the one we've all like identified as maybe being, you know, a problem child still, even with the changes. But uh, I don't know if it it's going to need an adjustment again. I haven't played her yet. So maybe after I play her, I'll be like, oh, well, it still just feels just as bad, <laughs> just as strong. But that's that's kind of my impression. Do you think that if you were offered Sir Finley, you would still take um, Wagtoggle, or you would or Finley. Finley, yeah. And then um, I guess same for Hooktus, but I think I know the answer to that one. Yeah, I don't know, right? Because I haven't played Hooktus, right? So I haven't. Uh, mm. I have to play her a couple of times just to see um, how I feel compared to average, right? Because anytime I'm taking Finley, it's like, okay, is this? Is my choices better than the average, or or do I need a high roll? Right. Sometimes I just pick Finley because I'm like, ah, well, this hero is okay, but I want a high roll. Let me just look for it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I tend to pick Finley maybe a little bit more than I should, but uh, mm. I I like it either way. And you know, sometimes I get those low rolls, and I'm like, well, it's my fault. Right? I could just you know, I could just <laughs> take in the the rag or something. So yeah. Uh, it, uh, who knows? I, I, I could see myself taking Finley, but I'd probably take Hutus, uh for the other answer as well. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I guess I would guess that in terms of average placement, it might be it might be stronger to just take the the, the, the uh, wag toggle, I see. The wag toggle, yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so That's fair. Right, but it might be, it's probably better than average. Therefore, if your only goal is to climb, 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 you should take it. Although then it gets tricky once you're in those higher levels because (laughs) if it's a, you know, a fourth, third hero, that's not even worth it a lot of the times. Exactly. So that's that's where and you know I start like just always taking Finley. I want the best hero every game. So, you know, if I'm not doing that, I I will just, you know, I will go for it. And then, and then I get punished. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's my fault. <laughs> but yeah. What about you, it Shay? Does, yeah, go ahead. Uh, for me, it's like Hook Tusk is a snap. Like right now, I'm, I, right now I'd have to test out the waters if it's like Rafam or Hook Tusk or something, right? Like That's Jen. what you're deciding. Okay. Yeah, so I'd I'd be jammed the silver hook tusk with both tokens and for sure I'd be going my ev over hook tusk for sure. For now, like maybe if I play more hook tusk, I'm like maybe even over my ev, I'll have to figure that out. But Rafam is like I do really well with Rafam, like probably better than the stats indicate most of the time. So right. maybe that's just so I've been doing this thing with Rafam, like we talked about it, right? Where I just roll a little bit on tier one. It feels so good. Like I use my tokens to just roll and the amount of times you just hit your triple to freeze it's so good so i feel like that's a bit thing where people are sleeping on it where instead of saving gold for later i just roll on tier one with my tokens to just you you pretty much guaranteed your triple that way i think if you take those no triple games out of the equation it's yeah 
it, it just makes those reform curves a lot more consistent. But anyway, uh, Whack Toggle, I need to play. Like right now, let's say I needed to gain ELO, I'd probably just grab the, uh, the Finley and reroll. But Hook does get one reroll ever. Like, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's another interesting way to test it too. Um, would I take this over Reform? I, I feel like that's an interesting baseline for like a good hero right now. Not too broken, but still really good. Um, oh, able yeah. to get first as well. I, I mean, I think maybe me and Shady are valuing Rafab a little higher <laughs> than not too broken, maybe a little broken. Yeah, that's, that's probably how I'd look at it. Um, maybe a little broken yeah. yeah no it's still really good it just it doesn't feel as broken but it probably is really broken it just doesn't feel that way compared to some of the other heroes these days yeah all right that, that's um this interesting topic on it kind of feels like hook talk uh hook Tuss is the you know the shinier one of the two but they're both okay they both have decent averages so I, I definitely recommend trying both of these heroes and seeing uh, if you like either of the game 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 styles. So uh, definitely interesting heroes. Glad that they're back. Hopefully, you know, Hooktaz doesn't end up being, you know, another new broken problem child. But, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see in the future. Uh, next topic we were talking about, we'll be playing a turn ahead. So sometimes in the game, sometimes you're fighting against a dead person and you're, you have free reign to level. Or you're just, you know, going hyper-leveling with Omu, or uh, you're hyper-leveling with Maev or Farmer, something like that. And you're, you're Tier 4 where everyone else is Tier 3, or you're Tier 5 and everyone else is Tier 4. How do you capitalize on that situation? How do you take advantage of it, right? How, what are those uh, tips and tricks you use whenever you realize, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to turn ahead of everyone else. What can I do, right? That's, that's uh, the question here. First off, <laughs> I mean, unless you don't got anything, then I'm really happy. It's like, I got nothing. I don't. I yeah. know. <laughs> Putting the pressure on our guests. Why would you do this, Shady? You know? <laughs> I mean, I'll just go ahead. No worries. Uh, for, for which tier, of course? We're talking tier four. Any, any like tier. It, it, it's not necessarily. This is just a general thing. I put, for the example, tier four sure. over three. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you can oh, be like tier six tier. when everyone's tier five, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's no, me. That's <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing this right you are weaker than the rest of the lobby at that very moment right because you spend your gold leveling and they spend their gold buying units right. so the first priority when i get to a tier early is how do i not take a crap ton of damage for that so tier four one of the best units is harbinger mm -hmm. the amount of times i play omu i go fast four i just see a harbinger i just go level to five by the harbinger and i don't take any damage and it's beautiful and then right. if i see let's say a decent ish unit in the shop on tier five there it's like level to six buy another good unit like a void lord for instance right like you buy a heart you buy a harbinger on four then you power to or sorry you, you power to four then you power to five while buying the harbinger because you're omu then you power to six while buying the void lord as omu and suddenly you're like a 32 health Omo on tier six because you have a Harbinger and a Void Lords. And then you just start buying stuff like Boat, Eliza, Imp Mama, just tempo stuff that you're alive. And then get the, you know, get get the shiny 
uh, stuff like Lightfang and Brand and all that. Doesn't mean like you skip that, but that's usually my, I ask myself, I'm gonna be strong enough to go up after this. So I power level, then I pick up strong tempo units. If I don't find them, I think you have to stay another turn on that tier. If you find those strong tempo units, then you can go up and go really crazy with your power leveling stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so basically he's mentioning just don't forget uh, to have a board when you're when you're a turn ahead, right? Sometimes you'll be a turn ahead and you're like, well, you know, I have like three tokens and maybe like a, a two, two taunt. I could probably level to six, right? I just fought the dead guy. He had no minions. I could level again, <laughs> right? Like it's fine, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, it's not fine because you're going to take 20. And even though you're on six, you're not going to find three units that immediately makes your board nuts in that one turn to stabilize your board. It's on very, very unlikely, right? So just like, even though you're five, everyone's at four and you fought the dead guy at the turn before and you're like, you're still like 30 something right it doesn't mean oh you can just level take 20 and then hope to find three good units that turn and then win right so you got to make sure okay let me try to stabilize my board get some type of uh good strong decent uh units needs on five does that battle master if you're low does that kind of thing so just like making sure you're not just like you know assuming that your opponent will have nothing the the turn after uh, as well so that's that's just what Shady's uh, mentioning yeah i think that's where a lot of people uh mess up with with heroes like that or with opportunities like that it, is they they level and then they're like oh a brand or oh you know a nomi now that i've like you know already been very greedy let me take this unit that does nothing on my board right now and then you just die and they go no i was about to win how could this happen to me yeah. but <laughs> it's it's exactly what shady said if i think you just you have to balance things out you're ahead um you know in the leveling curve but you're behind on tempo so you need to catch up with that first and then uh, use that to either level further or take advantage then of the units at tier five or tier six yeah, I, I definitely remember having some games where uh, i leveled early i see a brand and i'm just like hmm, can't pick this up yet you know like oh i will die if i spend all my resources you know investing in a brand that doesn't make my board stronger you know what i'll do I'll buy the good units, I'll lock the brand in the shop, and then I'll get that next turn or something like that, right? So right. just, uh, right, where some people would just be like, ooh, brand, let me take it. Okay, let me try to find the pieces and stuff like that, right? Here I'm like, okay, let me stabilize this turn and then use the brand advantage for the future turns and things like that, right? Light Fang is really nice just because you play it and you get stronger as well, right? So um, one key thing if you're playing a turn ahead is really prioritize those directional units that are also tempo as well right so things like eliza if you can get that on the board right it might be a directional unit. you can use it to go for scam pirates and things like that but playing it on the board will also make you a lot stronger uh, that you're not going to take as much damage and, and things like that light fang if you can find a brand and a battle master on the shop right that's that's definitely uh can give you the start of a menagerie plus also get you healthy uh if you're low and, and mithrax and stuff like that those those directional temple units are a big priority if you are ahead of everyone else because it also increases the chance you'll find copies of those units and you'll 
you'll be getting stronger but also making a good comp so that's another thing you want to look for and prioritize when you're playing a turn ahead yeah yeah definitely the, the brand battle master i call it the get out of jail free card like a demon buffer or a jug yeah. right next to it and you're like yep that's a very healthy very tanky battle master <laughs> um, that makes that makes a lot of sense. But I guess another unit uh, when you're going for a fast six drop, uh, let's say you're you're powering to five and then you cash in your triple, uh, Imp Mama is one that ah, yeah. oh, she just does so much work when the opponents don't have high enough damage to one shot her or even two shot her, right? And she can just randomly run into uh, those two two taunts. She can run into a one one that spawns from something. Like, there's so many boards where I'd be fine, but then my opponent has an Imama and I end up taking 18 or something. And I'm just like, this is so dumb, but then the Mama spawns a Morganis or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that a lot myself now where I go for a fast six and I'm just super happy to see Mama because I know I'm going to be strong. And after that, I just, I can be greedy, right? I can I can get the Life Fang, I can get the brand, or I can even just, you know, buy a couple units and go to six straight after. I love I'm not happy to see Mama. It's like, I guess I'll take you, right? But I'm like, dude, where is my, <laughs> where is my Kelly <laughs> Gus? <laughs> you take the Kelly, you get smacked, and it's like, oh, I need enough. Dra I mean, obviously, well, you see, situations I, where you have a board full of dragons. Yeah, right? exactly. That's me. <laughs> But well, how did you get people... yourself in that situation? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're a you're a That's dragon a question. Dragon master, right? The thing is, like, <laughs> most people when they see a Cali, that they don't realize that if you don't have dragons on your board, a lot of the time you just don't pick the Cali. Right. Like, it depends yeah. on your health level, right? Let's say you got 35 HP and there's dragons in the shop and the battle cry, sure, knock okay, yourself okay. out. But a lot of the time, it's just skip the Cali, take the coiler, take the mama, be strong, and then afterwards get some direction. Because there's a lot of time where you just die when you end up taking Caligos. Yeah, and to be fair, it was uh, viable and even sometimes good to take the Cali not that long ago, even with one dragon on board, or even sometimes zero dragons. If it was early enough, you could you could get away with that. Um, like two, three months ago, I would yeah. say. And uh, yeah, people got better. Yeah, yeah. People, people better. they start punishing you. A thing yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Tongue comp. Stronger uh, mid game expected from people punishes it too much. But um, even just spell meta was it? Was Cali still good enough spell meta? It, what, it, what, it, it was because you could get to Cali Ghosts. Right. On that way. Yeah. So. Especially it, if you were elite, you'd be like level house, double Cali. Yeah, right, let's go. yeah. It's it was so stupid. So it definitely right. was. I I would say even stronger in in the spell meta, just because you had the uh, like two Cali. Just like it, it's it's hard to lose. <laughs> like you have to try. <laughs> you know, sometimes to to lose to people when you just are getting like Cali goes Mirazan. Okay, I've got like a full board of dragons now. They're just like easy scaling, right? It's hard to counter you just, that. You just run into the double Eliza straight after, right? <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess I die. Well, yeah, okay, I guess that's like the one answer too. Like, that would happen so often, right? Turn, oh, is it turn eight, double Eliza? And you're just like, oh, I guess I die because this is one of the two people in this lobby that pulled double Eliza, or, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that just feels like so, so bad. bad. 
Yeah, those were just non game. I mean, I sure you have non games now too, right? But it was very clear in the spell meta. I was like, oh, right. I it's just been turn eight. Price came around. I didn't get anything crazy. This person has two Eliza's. I'm oh, going to yeah. take 25 damage or more. It's just yeah, silly. Yeah, it, it was pretty volatile in, in that meta for sure. But um... yeah, man, crazy times. I, I do think it was an interesting meta. Like, I wouldn't be sad if they in, uh, reintroduced some version of it. Maybe not, like, as swingy as it was before, where it's like, oh, do you get this? No, you lose, right? Where, But I do think it, it, it added some decision-making that wasn't there before. So I, I, I think it was an interesting uh, event, uh, at least when uh, looking back. If the spells were more balanced. <laughs> Once yeah, again, yeah. <laughs> the, why do you have to have a spell that's like so clearly very like amazing, and then you have like plus two health or something to uh, your minions or plus two? Like, why not? If you're gonna have the other ones, why not make it like plus four, plus four to a minion? Yeah, and you they know? didn't adjust any of the spells. I I thought that was yeah, super weird, right? Like, uh, yeah. throughout the whole thing, it was two months, and they didn't adjust. Well, it was more than two months, and they didn't adjust any of the spells at all. I, I was like, I that really was... thought they were gonna adjust on yeah. the house. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, yeah, we see this is a problem. Like, obviously, I know they know uh, some of those spells are a problem, but they're like, ah, it's only two months. They can deal with it. But uh, that's uh, that's generally what happens. Looks like since we're going on in tangents, we're probably done with this topic. <laughs> yeah, all right. All of steering is in the right direction. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Next topic, we're just going to take a look at the best two drop units, uh, uh, in our opinion. Uh, we didn't do this last week just because I forgot, but hey, I remember this week. So I just uh, kind of wanted to take a look. I kind of have some examples. This isn't necessarily, you know, my pick or anything like that. I just put some, you know, examples to jump off from, you know, I actually do agree some of these are like the best though. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, two drop units, why they're so important, what are some of the really good ones, right? So I really think twos um, are kind of, they kind of determine how you play the game. So there'll be some starts where you start with a token, you you level, turn turn three, you see your shop, and then based on this shop is like, oh, am I going to have a good game <laughs> or not, right? And then just, sometimes they're so bad, you're like, you know what, screw twos. Let's just go to three, right? Because they're that bad, right? Because it's it's that influential what twos you get, right? You get double double spawn? Oh, I, I, I kind of like where we're going, right? You're getting, you're getting some type of scaling, maybe double um, Sorolisk, double party you know you get a bunch of menagerie and the mug right it can give you that direction and things like that uh so i i think uh they kind of dictate how you want to play the game a lot of the times just like if you get a, a gambler you're like well i could level and then roll and see if i get like an early four early five or something like that using the gambler value so there, there's a lot of things to look at when you come to twos and and how they dictate how you play the rest of the game yeah, and I think something that's interesting is that um, while some twos are just pure tempo and, mm. and they shine there uh, by their stat lines alone, mostly, like especially when that dragon was a 3-4, it was just an auto pickup for me. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It's a 3-3 three, three now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steward, yeah. Steward of time. Uh, and then there's some that 
serve both as tempo and as a possible unit to stick around for a while and even potentially some direction. Uh, so then I, I would say those are even better. Like, uh, I don't know the names of any of the cards. You can describe <laughs> them. You in, know. Imprisoner, is it? The 3-3 three, three demon? Yeah, Imprisoner. One, imprisoner, yeah. That one is so good because not only is it 4-4 four, four stat line, but it's a taunt in case you hit a harbinger um, or even an arm. It's a demon in case you hit the gold demon or juggler yeah exactly and it's a type as well um into menagerie so i i feel like that one definitely is at the top of the list there of like you know that's interesting like spawn and stuff yeah you mentioned uh the gold demon and i was like that makes a lot of sense to pick that card just to get that early six six value uh for free yeah. basically i hadn't thought about that so that's that's gonna bump that card up a little bit of my priority rankings yeah well. exactly yeah so i appreciate that little discussion there just uh <laughs> games. i'm a i'm a huge imprisoner fan as well it's just yeah just opening up juggler like depending on your hero if you're like the worse your hero gets it feels like the better imprisoner gets because it's like oh i could just spam juggler if i hit it or at so least true. pick up the one juggler and see what happens um Sarlisk is another one that i'm like super happy to see depending on what's next to it like sorrow spawn has to be one of the best shots <laughs> yeah. right four four with a spawn and then you know you might buy an imprisoner or anything like that afterwards and then it just gets six health it's pretty crazy that was one of the cards i was looking at putting in this uh graphic here but i was like ah powder elemental kind of does the same thing and i think more people uh resonate with party since it goes into elementals if you and around the comps and stuff like that okay. where a lot of people party do that in comparison it's <laughs> <laughs> like if you're not around i don't think party like people just on people's party. boards and i'm just like what are you doing right? party elemental buffs the other minions party elemental buffs your celly it doesn't buff itself and then you play another celly and it buffs the other celly and then you sell the celly like uh yeah, yeah usually, it itself. usually I, I i pick it up if i have two copies if i see two copies or something like that mm -hmm. where it's like double party elemental then i can look into going uh some type of elemental scaling uh uh at least as a bridge point like if you hit a nomi there then you don't feel too bad uh and, and things like that so i i kind of like it when i see two uh sometimes i pick it up even when there's one like one in a random ellie or like one in like a molten rock or something like that i'll, I'll take that up anyways just because uh i think it gives you some stats and it gives you something to look for for the next turn right so if you pick it up turn three turn four you all the elementals are viable in terms of like i can uh i'm getting a two four instead of like a the one three and things like that so i i don't hate it as much i i do think uh the starless probably has more uh, initial value but i think more people run party just because they're always looking for like oh elementals and stuff like that people tend to like having that from the get-go so i you know if you're running starless you basically are only transitioning to beast which uh can be hard to do and a lot of people not a lot of people do that consistently as well menagerie oh well, you want hydra let's be honest <laughs> As soon as you see the hydra, you're like, oh, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. This thing is like 16 health or something already. Right? Yeah, Where that's it's true. Caught yeah. some random jug buffs and then it ate some death rattle buffs. And a lot of the time, I'm just like, eh, I'll just keep it. It's fine. And I'll just because because you don't always have a beast in your final menagerie right, anyway. Right, right, right. You're going Amalgadon. So if the cleave isn't going to be huge, then whatever. Fair enough. Said, I, I do feel like cleave is a lot more important lately than it was in the spell meta when it had kind of fallen off a bit mostly honestly because of elystra um but also because taunts people didn't have as many taunts now that everybody has or so many people have multiple taunts they can't really play around cleave cleave becomes huge it becomes like such a great way to just completely <sighs> be like eh, nope you're, you're not gonna get any um Four or five buffs or five, five buffs, you know, whatever those cards are called. Yeah. Uh, do you, you reminded me of a couple of games where I'm playing as my opponent. They have a cleave and they cleave my champion. I'm just like, no, don't do that, my <laughs> champion. You know, or they cleave my Harbinger. I usually try to make sure Harbinger doesn't get cleaved, but I have a couple of games where I forget. And then it's just like, it's well, really I lost. It's hard to play around. Yeah. Cleave, I just, uh, so much of my game plan relies on my opponents not having cleaves these days um, which is really shitty <laughs> but, and so then i think about that and i think oh man even though this is a really late hydra um and i already have beasts it's probably better to like have a four six cleave right now than it is to have this bigger beast or to at least pick it up um yeah. at this time you know depending on what people are doing yeah, it, it definitely, uh, you definitely have to see where your opponents ha have and how strong you feel in a relationship. And if you can get away with it, right? I talk about ripping the band-aid sometimes, right? If you have like a lifelang comp and you have this big dragon, th this big beast and you're like, ah, you know, can I get away with the Hydra, right? You can't like wait a turn to see. You kind of have to commit and say, okay, I might take a bit of damage, but it will pay off in the end. And you got to rip the bandage, sell the, you know, the 10, 12 minion and to play your two, mm -hmm. two, four Hydra just because you know in like three turns it's going to pay off uh, or be a lot stronger than the, the beast now. So I, I, I do think that is a good point uh, for sure. But here we are moving away, you know. So, but. Oh, it, from the topic? Yeah, but I mean, any, any, any other, um, two drops. Two drops. You think uh, needs? Uh, I think is pretty, pretty sweet as well. Like, Zubot. Kaboombot. Kaboombot. Yeah, it, sure. it, it, it used to, it used to transition in the, in the mech bomb comp. I used to call America comp where you just have a bunch of bombs and then you refresh the bombs and summon more bombs. And, and I, I've seen it sometimes with, um, uh, Nazoth comps, if they still run the fish, I can see people running bomb, but nowadays not a lot of people, uh, use that. And it also falls off to elementals and dragons and stuff like that. So it's not as popular or powerful as it used to be, but it used to be like a clear direction. If you got a golden bomb, you could almost commit to, uh, uh, that type of composition, uh, earlier on in the meta. Yeah, um, yeah, it's always nice when something has a mech tag on it, and even just a death rattle tag on it, because even though it might not be your final comp, um, if you happen to miss on a five and hit a baron, it's 
at least you have the extra Kaboomba value, you know, at least you have the extra 2-1 to be summoned. It's something. Uh, I I do think I place a lot, a little bit less value on any two drop minions now that have two attack because of Of the 2-3. Of the the 2-3, which, yeah, speaking of which, I, that, yeah, that messes people up a lot, especially if you don't have other taunts. If you have other taunts, they're going to find a way for their spawn to go into the other taunt. And then, <laughs> and then their 2-2 is going to go into another taunt. And then their 5-6 is going to hit into your ritualist. Or your tormented ritualist is just going to hit. But I, I guess, uh, yeah, tormented ritualist, it's great if you have a token. It kind of, it's not so great if on that turn 3 you only have two minions. But then the next turn you have two more, so it's it's a pretty solid unit. Yeah, def- I, I think it's a pairs when they buff each other. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think it's pairs. I think it's a card that transitioned the meta a little bit just because uh once people started playing with it and playing around there, right, you see a lot of people uh putting three attacks first nowadays and and uh sometimes you'll see, oh, you know, I'll put a spawn and then I'll try to uh see if they have a, a, a two three. If they don't have a two three, maybe I can get away with uh running this uh this uh ordering. Whereas some people are always thinking, okay, I have this, but if they have the two, three, this is really bad. So let me try to play around it this way and things like that. So I do think it's a card that has subtly changed the meta, especially in the early to mid game where people are are aware that they need to play around this card more and more. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, At the same time, I almost feel that at the time that Tormented Ritualist is relevant, people aren't at the point where they can afford to play around it as much well, they're kind of just given what they're given and they're not about to put a three attack before a spawn just on the off chance that you have a ritualist and they have four minions yeah so uh, I, you you would yeah. think but sometimes in my games i have that i'm just like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> how do they know my boy i never imagined yeah, but I but people play around it more because they're not taking the two attacks as much, and yeah. if they don't have a spawn, they're they're definitely being mindful of not putting their two yeah. attacks first. Which why would you do that anyways? I don't know, but yeah, yeah. No sometimes you put anymore. selfless early or something like that, so that that might be the one the one adjustment. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and speaking of spells of selfless, wait, you had something to say at the end though, right? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> You let yeah, me go. Every, I assumed that meant you had something to say. Oh, right. I, I, I said I, I like the ritualist more when they come into a pair because sometimes you'll have this chain reaction where something <laughs> hits one ritualist and then it bops the other ritualist out of range of their next attack. Oh, right. right. Yeah. The other ritualist that it is mm. like, ah, oh, stop hitting them in that order. It's so bad. Yep. So, it's, it's just devastating. Yeah. The early, it can really just farm. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we haven't really talked about selfless. I think selfless is one of those interesting two-drop units that doesn't get value as much early, but starts to really pay off in the late game. Where it might sometimes it's the only card you're looking for, and that's really interesting as a two-drop, right? Which has so much value uh, later on in the game. It's it's one of those few cards that can really that really has an interesting spiking window where in the early game it's okay in the mid game it's like ah 
uh, you know, I'm you're probably looking for more direction, more stable cards. You need things to buff, right? Like buffing tutus, not the way. So it, it maybe not you're not looking at it, but in the, the late game end game, you're like, oh my god, this is the only thing I want. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's that's really interesting as a two drop. Just uh, and it used to be a one drop. Can you imagine, right? Like, oh my god. So, uh, it's fu imagine. funny. Imagine. <laughs> a lot of a lot of my gems is games where I you know, hit the nuts say, and I get brand the gurgle on on eight gold right from if you're doing the token curve and you're holding for five drops. That's pretty much once you're stable. I just start buying Baron and Selfless because it's such a easy formula where you say okay i have bran i have five murlocs i'm buffing then i have a buff slot for once i start to get into trouble or i see someone that's going to be strong out with the brand out with the buff slots put the selfless in put the baron in boom five giant poison murlocs with four divine shields that's usually just so consistent to take number one it's true and i i feel that people are taking selflesses earlier these days. They're taking selflesses earlier, and they're they're, they're holding that on hole. to it. Yeah, holding holding it on, and also like putting it down a little bit sooner, possibly. Like it, it's, I mean, if because he gets to that point, and one might think he's not going to have it yet, <laughs> and then there she is with a baron and a and a selfless on the little sooner side. I don't know. I feel. I guess it seems like it's key. It's so key in almost every comp at this point to yeah. have the divine shields. So. Unless you're George. Who cares about self? <laughs> I, I love it on George. No, actually, wait, no, you need it. Right? You literally, if you want to get the win. Yeah, you let them ghoul you, and then the yeah. self goes back in. You're like, <laughs> sucker. You, you, what I do, no, I don't do this, just say. Is I don't taunt, I don't divine shield any minions, you know. So then they're wasting a unit <laughs> with a ghoul where I have seven good units, not no ghoul necessary. They went ghoul first, then I'm like, cleave, cleave. Oh, you have two minions left. Well, shouldn't have played the ghoul, you know. That's that's uh, I, I'm going against their expectations, just figuring out how do I counter their counter. They think my minions have divine shield. They're gonna play a goal. I'm not even gonna have any minions with divine shield. That's how I that do. That is some next level strategy. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. smart. Very uh, smart. <laughs> results may vary. Just uh, just gonna throw that out there, but yeah. Anyway. With on that oh, note, I think. <laughs> I think we'll move on to our final topic here. Um, so uh, we talked a little bit earlier about Shady and how he loves tier fours. This is more about me and how I like going to tier six. Now, the question I pose is what do you do when you miss on tier six, right? So I've had a couple of these games where I'm having a good time. I got my triple. Maybe I'm playing my ever or whatever. I'm ready. I go for tier six and and I'm like, oh, what, what are these? What are these units? Oh no, <laughs> I've lost. You know, the game's over. I can't do anything with these. You know, what is a guard gonna do for me? All right, what do I do when I uh, when those things happen? Essentially, right. So first of all, you have to be mentally prepared for this to happen because uh, I can tell you from experience this will happen quite a bit if you do, if you get to if you get six drops uh, frequently. So. Uh, just be aware, right, that um, you might get us. You might go to six, or you might 
get a six drop and not see what you want, right? Um, sometimes, if you're lucky, you won't get a directional six, but you'll get uh, a tempo six, right? So that one, that one's a little bit better than if you, uh, if you get like, for example, you know, guards. Well, Zap is maybe tempo. Like if maybe it's like Garden Adina, Kangar, and you have no synergy for any of that, right? And there's no tempo, and any of that, right? How um, that's 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 definitely a lot worse. If you have like, if you get the Imam, if you get the Gas Core, if you get the Bow, right? I would say those are a little bit easier to recover, uh, just because you're not going to be taking as much as. Uh, you would be right, but I would say if you just get trash, no tempo, right? Then you have to, you you have to realize maybe this isn't a first place game, right? I think that's the first thing to note. You went for it, right? You you did your best. You got into the position where you had the chance, right? If you hit the Caligos, if you hit, uh, you know, the Eliza, a first place was you know available to you, but you didn't do that. So you have to kind of recover, right? The fortunate thing is you are on five, right? So there are a couple units on five you want to prioritize looking at, right? Battle Master does a lot of damage. Uh, if you can find brand and immediate synergy. Right, you can still stabilize Light Fang, you can stabilize Snooge, you can stabilize Mythrax if you have the right setup, right, can can um prevent damage as well. So there's a couple of um things you want to look for. There's also a couple of directional pieces that spike really fast. Um you wanna prioritize those as well, right? One of the key ones I would say is Mama Bear. If you can find a Mama Bear and the Beast immediately, that can that can get a lot of uh, strength, a lot of bore too. Um to not take too much damage so if you're if you're looking maybe normally you skip mamas if you don't get the six right and you want to recover quickly picking up a mama and the beast immediately uh as long as those trades work out right and when you're struggling and you you don't have um you didn't get the perfect hits right you you can't be um you can't start being greedy and be like, oh, I don't want to go for a mama comp, right? Uh, oh, mama's not consistent. You have to just take it because you don't have time to readjust, right? You have a turn or two to readjust and, and make a new composition with the pieces that you have. Uh, so that's something you want to keep in mind. Another thing um, you can do is utilize the six drop, right? I know like, oh, I, you got Kanger. Well, yeah, I don't want to do it, but okay, you have a Kanger. Okay, pick up the Sneeds. Pick up those uh, mech synergies to utilize that six drop you got, right? You got the Gar, you pick Gar, right? You're picking Gar because you have one elemental as well, right? Like, you're not just like, I have zero elementals, I'm going to pick a Gar. And just like, I hope, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're picking the Gar because, oh, maybe there's... Um, the tavern in the shop or something and you can maybe make a eight a 820 or something like that and even though it's not going to be that strong it might give you uh some direction to go from there so if you utilize the six drops that's one way to do it to maybe mitigate damage um uh looking for fives and then just like making sure you're not still playing the win right making sure you're you're playing for the best possible board that turn so that you can at least you know get over uh to the next step where maybe someone else dies and then you could utilize that five uh tavern tier five advantage to maybe stabilize from there with a full turn two turns of, of freedom so um that's definitely something i want to look at one thing you can do uh, sometimes i won't get a early I, I will miss on my first six but then i'll have another i'll have another pair <laughs> 
<laughs> just, just like, oh yeah, maybe I, you know, and I'll, I'll look and I'll roll and see if I can get, I can restabilize on that second six, right? So sometimes, you know, I'll hit, I'll hit a like a genie or something, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll try to get another triple. Then I hit the, I'll hit a rag, and I'm like, okay, we're back in business, you know. So that one's a little bit more. Um, that's even more high rolly, right? Because if you don't get the triple, then you're insta, you're insta eight. But it's it's one of those ways to go from like top four to like top eight. You miss and then go right back to top one. But it's not, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't like say I recommend it do it every time. But it's definitely something you want to look at if you have like easy tavern one, tavern two pairs still in your hand or still in, still on your board that you want to maybe look at and and if you can see the spike if you get the right uh the right six drop right maybe you'll hit a nadina and you have like one dragon and you're like oh, i can still look see if i hit um the kelly ghost afterwards right i've had a couple games like that where i had like nadina and like the three six divine shields that was what i was using to stabilize and then i got the kelly ghost like a turn or two turns later i think it was like two turns later and i was still able to win the game from there just because um you know it made the comp work right once you hit the kelly ghost then you scale normally it just took the start took longer than uh, initially, but the power spike was still there, right? Since you still need Nadina when you're playing Caligos and things like that. So that's that's another thing you can do. But it's generally just, you just have to identify, maybe this isn't going to be as smooth of a game and be okay with going for the lower power, the the more um, one-turn spikes, the sneeds, the, the battle masters and things like that, just so that you can stabilize. Uh, instead of like forcing, oh, I have five dragons, didn't hit the Dina Caligus, uh, you know, like, what do I do here? Yeah, you're going to have to sell your dragons. You're going to have to get out of it. Maybe there's a gold in the shop, right? And then uh, the gold rune as your thing, you pick that up, right? And then switch the beast, right? Instead of, like, trying to force tripling the dragons again and looking for, uh, trying to force that Caligus Nadina. You see the gold rune, you take the gold rune, you try to, you try to switch into a, a beast comp because that's going to be overall more consistent than getting that triple or trying to force that triple and things like that so that's just kind of my my thoughts on what to do when you don't get the six uh, but you know i'm fee feel free to give me other suggestions that i can use <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and i think that's part of why it can be really good to try to have a flexible board like basically it's nice to always give yourself a menagerie out or just just the out of not having all dragons as having one beast makes it so much more likely that you'll be able to recover if you hit um a goldren instead of a cali but imagine how yourself. good it is if you do hit cali imagine <laughs> how strong it is with that. you mean. know it can be like a good tempo beast <laughs> better than some like crappy dragon and and honestly if you hit the cali with the four dragons anyways you're probably gonna win <laughs> that way. So you yeah, just, that's yeah, what we're looking you know. at but, <laughs> yeah giving giving yourself those outs by not locking yourself into a, a type of comp too soon which you should never do anyways um you know unless it's just like handed to you and that's your only choice is is a good way to be able to recover once you get to that point if you have an egg already and then you hit that that uh kangors so much better um and then yeah so i think that's important other than that i feel like you you pretty much said it all and sometimes i don't know if you said this 
sometimes you just have to sell the six drop. Sometimes you just have to sell it. You don't use it. You don't transition it to it. You don't utilize it at all. You just sell it. <laughs> I just yeah. keep it in my hand. Then. <laughs> just <No>. like... <laughs> you're right. You're right. I've definitely had those games where I'm just like, yeah, I'm selling this for, uh, you know, the five in the shop or something. Right. Yeah. Like that turn, you might have like two gold left over and you look at your board and you're like, yep, this, this is the worst unit, this yeah. six drop. Though it's pretty rare, but yeah. I, I guess one of the only things I can add there is I do more prevention when it comes to these things where I look at my board and say, can I afford to grab a six? Um, so I usually don't go for sixes unless... I am strong enough that I will be able to utilize it. So like, let's say I'm playing a Rafama or my Ev. I guess, I guess it also depends on what's in, right? Like, I, I keep repeating this. Uh, he hates elementals. <laughs> yeah, I check, I check for alleys, right? If alleys are in, suddenly six drops become a lot less appealing for me because there's so much crap in the pool. Um, but if alleys are out, dragons and pirates are in, I'm like, yep, all right, let's try to get Eliza. <clears throat> let's try to get Kali. Or, you know, like an Imama or a boat or whatnot. So that would be the only other thing you can do where you look at your board and you say, okay, am I dead here if I miss? Because sometimes you're, you know, like 30 plus health and you just have a good card. You had micro mummies and acolytes. And you're just like, yeah, sure, I'm healthy, I'm fine. Uh, but sometimes it's just, okay, well, I've, you know, because you have that point, what is it, eight gold, where you uh, level to four. And then you're sitting, right? If you're trying to go for the six, because then the turn after that, you're on nine gold. That's when you level the five and you grab your six. So if on eight gold, you're already down to say 25 health, you see who you're fighting against. You're probably going to lose, <laughs> uh, let's say another minimum eight health or so. At that point, that six drop almost has to be a tempo unit or you're already dead. So usually it's about just looking at the situation and say okay am i going to be able to use the six drop am i going to have the help and a lot of that is trial and error and just experience where you just go like yep i died i pulled a six like i keep a little bit of a journal for my games and uh, a lot of games at some point were like pull the six and died pull the six and died pull the six and died so i'm just like yeah, I probably do less of this yeah, maybe maybe I yeah i got full better sixes yeah, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> one of the best suggestions in chats was just just hit the six you want right so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Real, that's the only thing i could add is the prevention where you know see if you can manage a miss right i i yeah. i i think it's funny the approaches are me and me and shay's approach right i shady's like all right think about what to do before you go and get a six right think it's just, do you really want to get the six you know are you in a good position da 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 just make sure you know you're doing it in the right way while i'm like okay so you got the six <laughs> and you don't like it <laughs> now <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> it's just a different way of looking at it i think that's before <laughs> <laughs> yeah what ignore the you're, path you're, you're, you're already you're, on crisis management <laughs> yeah you already got the six that you don't want what do you do <laughs> i just find oh that funny yeah. yeah that is funny <laughs> yeah um i know and then it's weird because sometimes uh it, it used to be the case that 
going for a six might be the stronger call at a certain point because you can hit the temple unit and that's that was a better call than going for a five and missing right. uh but these days staying at four is so much more valuable that you can go for the five miss but then the point is is that you're still at tier four and yeah. and that's good enough these days so keep that in mind even if you don't really want anything at five yeah we definitely talked about that last week uh, that was oh, that was that was where Shady was. No, no, no. I mean, I just want to mention that's <laughs> oh. what that was the Shady topic where Shady was like, oh, you okay. can go to four and it's perfectly fine staying at four and going ton or going mech or going whatever and just surviving <laughs> there. But I just wanted to add the the you know my side of the story. What, well, what? what to do if you're already? Let's don't even talk about that. We already have the thing. Now what? <laughs> exactly. I do want to stress as well, like where if you are healthy enough, like. I do think that uh, uh, I do think that taking the six is better than the five, just because then you are on tier five, right? And a lot of the time you're just gonna get a decent-ish tempo six you can play, or you could get lucky and hit the allies and all that. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna mute myself. But... Like the cat is signifying, hey, we need to move nope. on. You know, this six drops. She's very passionate. About all, that. <laughs> all right, so yeah, let's move on. But yeah, that that's that will be our final topic of the day. Just um, I want to kind of thank everyone. I think this was interesting for me, just in general. Just uh, having a guest here, it was a fun. It's always great having Hoppa in general. You know, always a pleasure. But uh, I just want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for participating. I want to thank Shady for being here. Just you know, always consistent. You know, even though. You know, you know, you gotta get on time. <laughs> right. hey, it's a little bit late today. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, so was I, but. <laughs> and I want to thank Hapa here as well for joining us and uh, offering your insights, your your thoughts, your knowledge, and just being a all around pleasure to to co-host with. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Glad you enjoyed it. That's always yeah. the fear. Is this gonna be torture for my co-host? You know. <laughs> Have I, have I tortured them? Have I set them up for an hour of torture here? You know, <laughs> not no, too bad. This, this was fun. I had a good time. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so tired. I guess you can't tell. I can't tell. I'm very tired, but this was worth waking up for. So, and I don't say that a lot. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate all you guys' feedbacks and, and comments on on the podcast uh, that I get. It's always nice reading uh, the good messages and the, the happy, you know, the happy comments. You know, I like, I like, I like, I like oh, they, they enjoy it. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. So thank you for that. Um, I need to work on timestamps. You know, I, I hadn't done it this past week, but I, I'll probably get updating. It's a bit of work, you know, it's, it's, it's more work than I want, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do it and, and whatnot. Uh, thanks for the messages on the email, HSBG, HSBG podcast at Gmail. And uh, you can definitely reach me at EducatedCollins underscore uh, on Twitch, no underscore on Twitter, and all that extra stuff. Shady Bunny, where can they reach you? Shady Bunny on Twitch will do. F2K Shady Bunny on Twitter. Yeah. And Hoppa, where can they reach you as well? Hoppa Bear on Twitch and Hoppa Bear on Twitter as well. Everyone's got the same tag. I got yeah. it in the, if you're watching, I got it in the, uh, the, the picture, the stream. So just, uh, 
make sure you take a look at that follow all the beautiful people here and uh we'll see you guys on the next episode thank you hapa for being the first guest in this show you know i was worried this would not go well at all <laughs> you know oh, no. Just, but uh <laughs> things worked out tell me if you guys like the um the change right from one to two i kind of we have a you know three people there i, I also was thinking having the screens a little bit bigger and making the um what is it the uh, the topics a little bit smaller but if you like this format then we'll keep it uh, like this for guests and whatnot but yeah thank you guys for having us we'll see you on the next one thank you all right